decided, and I'm thankful that he did because I need, I need teaching in this area to know that I know that I know. So this last Sunday, I'm not going to go into depth about it, but the flesh was really playing a game with me. <laughs> and I got up and my feet took me out the door. And I got here and I looked at my friend Dale and I said, I don't want to be here. I just don't want to be here today. But I was here. So as only Father God does, he, you get into worship and he ministers to you. And it was really, there was a confirmation because I didn't know what Pastor Paul was going to be preaching on. So I'm there and I'm in his presence and I get a vision or an image of him, me going toward him and him wrapping his arms around me to the point where we became one so enfolded in him and that came and then you came and that was oh okay lord because he knew where my heart was and he knew what i needed right at that time and it ministered so much to me at that point because that's the god we serve so the the um Issues that had brought me to that place Sunday morning of uh, the flesh trying succeeded to a certain point. However, it settled. It had to. So is fear, and we've all dealt with fear. And what I'm beginning to realize as I study and prepare and as God's taking me to taking off the crap that I don't need and, you know, the distractions that I find are going away and different things that uh, fear will try all the time. Uh, it had been, and I'm saying had, been such, so intertwined in my life as growing up and through the system. I was raised through the foster system and my identity was pretty much zilch and different things, and I seen most of that time as a negative thing because I didn't have that much positive in my life. So, however, as I've said before, when I came to God, I brought all that crap with me because he accepts me where I'm at, knowing that he's going to do what needs to be done to take me to where he knows he wants me to be. So I'm starting with 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, well-balanced, disciplined, and self-control. I think there's a little bit of the Amplified in there. Anyway, the, the purpose is God has nothing to do with fear. Absolutely nothing. So in knowing who we are in Christ and we identify with his kingdom because we're in him, myself, I need to 
deal with this or get myself to a place in my walk daily that it's, no, you're cut off. That's it. You have no place in me. You're not part of my king, my, uh, you're not part of my covenant, sorry, part of my covenant, so therefore you have no place in me. But I find I had been dabbling, so I wasn't, you know, chop, 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 chop. I wasn't doing that. And he'll use any, he'll take any advantage he can get. So... Be the fact that fear is a tactic of the enemy of our soul. There's nothing good in fear. Absolutely nothing. It'll stop you, point blank, freeze you. I can remember a time that I had just come from a church service, and I went into some, uh, you know, fast food place or subway or something like that. And I was with a friend of mine, and uh, she was dealing with some things, and... Uh, What she was dealing with, what I found out is this, there was a spirit that tried to jump on me. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to panic. And, and, and I realized, I didn't realize right away, but then I, I walked out and I said, whew, what was that? So I begin to realize that just depending on who you're around and what they're dealing with or not dealing with, it can try to get on you. And so that's why we need to daily wash ourselves in the blood to make sure that we're cleansed and that there's nothing there that will hold us back. He uses it to take us out. We start to question our covenant. We question God's promises and God's love. And this, and I'm personally speaking to myself, it caused me to start questioning the hope that I had in Christ. So on a day-to-day basis is what I personally need to know how to deal with these things. It may be fear, it may be something else. But I need to know how to deal with it. And I've heard it before. And, and, and I continue to hear it. And I am greatly uh, grateful that I hear it and hear it and hear it from my pastors. Because, as Pastor Gary says, the repetition is the motor of learning. And you continue to hear it and hear it and hear it. And then you get it. You get it. You get the revelation. So, we're to number one. We're to take our authority over fear. Luke ten nineteen. I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. That's not partial. All the power of the enemy, and you can walk among. They say snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. We have the authority. We sit in a position of authority with Christ in the heavenly places. We need to use that authority on a daily basis for our life. Uh, In that, I need to recognize that the enemy is defeated. He's a defeated foe. 
So he really has no nothing to give us. He tries. But he's defeated, and that's what he doesn't want us to know. He's a defeated foe. First John 4.18 tells me, there's no fear in love. Absolutely no fear in love. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels partially fear, all fear. All fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We grow in our love daily as we find ourselves more and more in him, and we know who we are and whose we are. That girl, that love grows. And so in that love growing, all the crap starts to come off a bit at a time. He'll only give us what we can handle. He'll always show us a way. And the way is Jesus Christ. Trust. Trust, trust, trust. Psalm 37, verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the new day, new noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. I think we're all growing in that. I know I am. And, and, don't worry about people around you. You know, don't, don't worry about evil people who prosper. Really, we shouldn't worry about it. Worry comes from fear, by the way. And that's not of God, that's for sure. And we're not to fret about what's going on in the world. We're really not. I mean, the world is headed in one direction, and we know where. That's why it's vital that as many people, as many of God's people as possible, come to know him, accept his son Jesus Christ, and have eternal life with him. Is vital at this time, in this stage, in the world. So do we trust do we really, when we think about it, do we really, really trust? Just a thought. And who are we trusting? Are we trusting ourselves? Are we trusting what we're hearing around us? Or are we trusting God? We need to be trusting God. We don't need to be concerned about man in regards to 
what they have to say and what they do and how they do it. We need to be concerned about God, what he has to say and how he does things, because we're always going to prosper from that. And there's absolutely no fear there. But if we start to allow the enemy, our ear, and our eyes, will start to, all of a sudden we're taking on or we're, we're listening more intently to what's happening out there in the world and what the people are saying and basically what they're not saying. Because what they're saying is nothing good. They need to be... You know, they're not aware. They don't understand. But we do. We are aware and we do understand. And are we, are we really alert? Are we alert to that? Or are we just going along also? And I'm basically talking to myself tonight. Just so you know, I'm definitely not eliminating myself from this. It's very easy when you're in a secular job and you have people constantly coming in. It may be the weather. It may be finances, food, children. But they'll give you a lot of negative influence about all those subjects. And it, it, thank God for the blood. You can walk out of that place at the end of the day and say, Lord, wash me in the blood. Thank you. I don't receive. I don't take anything like that on because that's not you. That's not the God I serve. Faith. I like the, I, I like the fact that faith works by love. Galatians 5, 6. It works by love. If you're not Walking in love, you're not demonstrating your faith. Because you have to have faith. You have to have love in order for your faith to work. Because love, faith works. I'm getting used to it. Faith works by love. Love only. Not love and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. No, just, just love. We need to, and I mentioned this a little earlier, we need to stay alert. Ephesians 6.12 is the armor of God, the beginning of the armor of God, and it ends, I believe, in 18. So let's just go there for a second. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, as I was meditating on this, Father God showed me, Holy Spirit showed me, I'm walking down this road, and there's darkness on both sides of me and above me. But there's a consistent light where I'm walking. There's a consistent light because I'm walking in the light of who he is daily. So when we walk in the light of who he is daily, that darkness may be on our sides and above us, but it cannot hurt us, can't get near us. I just love it how he talks to me. He knows how to get to me, as he does you. Verse 13, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy. 
in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Know his truth. Know the word of God. Know that you're righteous in him. Don't go out trying to do different things and try to figure things out. Because when you do that, there's a torment there. And there's a frustration there that the enemy delights in. I don't delight in it. I don't like it at all. But I, I need to be doing this daily. I need to be know my truth. And so therefore, I need to be in the Word of God daily. I need to stand in His righteousness only, not in my own because I can't do it. It's as filthy rags onto Him. So stand in His righteousness, knowing that I'm right with God. And it doesn't matter what happens around me. I'm right with God, and he's the one that counts. And that's what we need to know. Then we, we have that peace that passes all understanding and mounts guard over our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And I've, I kind of, not kind of, I do. If I'm walking, as I'm walking with God daily, and all of a sudden I find myself in a place where uh, maybe confusion would try or a situation arises. It's best that I don't rush into that. It's best that I step back, stay where my peace is at. Always stay where your peace is at. Always. Then, God, I need your wisdom. I need your insight into this situation right now before I go forward. I need to know what you want, what my part is in this, or do I just stay? And he goes and he does what only he can do. We need to stay where our peace is at at all times. Do not allow anything or anyone to take your peace from you. It's vital. We need to, I need to stay in faith always. Always in faith. Always in faith. And so in order to remain always in faith, I need to be, faith comes by and hearing by the, the word of God. He, he, he's provided us with everything to counteract what the enemy would try to do to us on a daily basis. Will he stop trying? No, he won't. That's his job. But, yes, we resist the enemy. We resist him. He's a defeated foe. He was defeated at the cross. Jesus defeated him. So anything that would come at us, Jesus is already taken care of. He has already worked it out through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you don't add or take away from that. The blood is enough. Same as his righteousness is enough. We should not add to it and definitely not take away from his righteousness. We have that right standing with him. It's firm. We're right with God. God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. Almighty God. 
who at this very moment knows everything that's going on in our lives. Everything. There's nothing he doesn't know. And he will reveal to us that which we need to know when we need to know it. He's never late. He's always on time. And I need to tell myself constantly, God, you're never late. You're, you're never late. You're always on time. You're always on time. You know what you're doing. You're created me. You know what you're doing. You know me. Are we fully persuaded? Are you fully persuaded that God is who he is? Are you fully persuaded that his word is his book of love for us? Are we fully persuaded of that? Are we fully persuaded that despite all that is going on in this world today, that God knows what he's doing? Are we fully persuaded of that? Are you fully persuaded that he loves you? And that he only wants the best for you? And he'll never want any less? He's an awesome God. We need to get to know him, to know him, to know him. Especially with the world the way it's going. We have Jesus in our lives. People need Jesus. And if we are not um, walking daily with him, growing with him, and doing what he asked us to do, no matter what it is, I'm beginning to know that what God calls you to, he always supplies what's needed. That you, so you're, you're never without. You always have. You're never without with God. And he's God of more than enough because he delights to give us the desires of our hearts. But if we don't understand that he wants to supply our daily needs, and that's where we're at, fine, that's where you, you're at, that's maybe where I'm at in certain areas of my life. However, there's so much more for us. We, we, we need that passion. And it's not so much more for us, for us to get, 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 you know, not in a selfish way. That's not what I mean it. I mean in the way that we stand out as God's children, as his sons and daughters, that you're walking along and all of a sudden someone that may not know him, all of a sudden, what is it about you? And it's, and it's Jesus, it's, it's God, it's his love that radiates from us, that we put ourselves out there, that we can help others, that uh, we can lighten their hearts by sharing Jesus and letting them know at the same time that this is not a quick fix. It's a daily walk with him, that it's not, it's not uh, magic. It's, reality is it's, it's uh, God and what he's done for, what he wants to do for all of us, all of us. That doesn't mean that he wants to do it for half of us. 
But at the same time, how much do you really want him? Really, how much do we really want him? Because the 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 world and its uh, toys, I'll say. I guess that's one word. They they try to draw you. And and I and I'm not saying that there's God doesn't want us to have fun because He definitely wants us to have fun. Definitely, definitely. He he loves for us to have fun. He loves for us to laugh. That's our God. That's who he is. But at the same time, in that, there's that balance. My heart is moving more toward knowing him and more away from what I, I, would do during the day. Like, okay, I've worked all day. Scenario, I've worked all day. I'm tired. I just want to go home and relax. So I go home. I should change that choice as I'm walking up the door from work and say, okay, work's done for the day. Lord, what are we going to do tonight? You know, spend some time with him. Enjoy his presence. Get to know him. Because the more we get to know him, the more we get to know about his kingdom. And the more we know about his kingdom, the more, ah, the more favor, the more blessings, the more prosperity in all forms. We're just walking in a place. I can remember one day going along and I'm, and I'm just starting, whoa, I'm just starting to know that God loves me. And I just really found that out about maybe last year sometime, really, it really hit. It took a lot of repetition, but I got it. <laughs> and no one's taking it from me. <laughs> but it's, uh, well, oh, I lost my thought. His love. Yes. More, knowing his love more has opened this up to me in a way that no one else could do it. No one else. Do do we need to come to church and find out what our pastors, when they've taken the time and spent time with God to get us a word in season, a word for that day? Yes, we do. And I'm talking to myself. Because they have a word. They are our prophets. Our prophets are in this house. We don't need to go looking all over the place to get a word. First of all, this is the word for your life. And if God has anything else, he'll bring it through the house. That's the way I see it. So, in that, I'm walking along one day and I'm kind of enjoying who I am. And I said, Lord, why did it take me so long to enjoy who I am? He, he didn't answer me. He, he, he just, it's like, daughter, I'm not going there. <laughs> but he has answered me, and he allowed me to take 
all the time I needed. He allowed me to get past the comparison with others. He allowed me to find who I was, uh, to just be. And, and to just be with him is such a freedom that it, it's impossible to describe it because I can just be with my heavenly father. There's nothing better than that. There's no one else that can even, no one can top that. And to be able to go to him no matter what, you know, it, that's that just, and for him, and for him not to say, you're going to be punished. He'll never say that. He'll never say that you're going to, and if I open my mouth, he's actually going to listen. Because I, I, I had been at a place in my life growing up that I would just go and sit in the corner and not say anything because I knew if I said anything that the punishment was coming. And it didn't matter what I did or didn't do. The punishment was always coming. So it has taken me a, lo a long time to get free in that, in, in speaking and in sharing uh, who I am and, and also in sharing what I may be experiencing at one time or the other, knowing that what I'm experiencing is a feeling and that I can't rely on those feelings. I have to rely on what the Word of God says about me. And, and there's, there's different areas that I, I got it. There's other areas. I'm still swimming. And, and I'm kind of close to the shore so that I don't drown. <laughs> However, he, he's taken me out where I don't need to be concerned about it at all. And that's what he'll do for all of us. So we need to be fully persuaded by his word. Don't allow any person or situation to move you. And only move when God tells you to move. He will tell you to move. Now the Message Bible, Romans 4.21. I'm going to have to look at this one. There's a word here that's used that I really like. Well, basically, there was a word that was used, and sorry, it's not the Message Bible. I apologize for that. But Abraham would plunge into the promises. That doesn't mean that he would look at, he would, uh, look at God's promises and kind of walk around the edge. That's God's promise. Hey, cool. No, he would plunge right in, plunge right in. He believed God despite the circumstances, despite his age, despite Sarah's age. He believed what God said to him, and of course, that was counted as righteousness unto him. But he, you know, he, so he just fully embraced that promise because he believed, knew that God would make good on what he said. And that set him up. That set Abraham up, but it also sets us up, of course. That sets Abraham up when God asked him to sacrifice his son. He'd already gone through, already received what God had promised him. So he knew God was good as that good at his word then, 
God doesn't change. He remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he knew God was going to, God would make a way, as the word of God says, God would make a way. Because his son asked him, and he said, God will make a way. There will be a way. God will always make a way. It may be the 11th hour, the 59th minute, and the 59th second, but God will make a way. He never fails us. Never. And we can be grateful, so grateful for what we have. So grateful. So grateful for that God loved me in the condition I was in. That he loved you in the condition you were in. And that he never gave up. And he never will give up on us. He loves us so much. So in saying that, we, we need to know that we're not to give any place to the enemy. It may be, okay, you get up and maybe you get up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, you got to get on the right side and get out of bed. Believe me, I'm talking to me. Pastor Gary has used this in John 10.10. And the thief comes to steal the word. He comes to kill your hunger. And in so doing, to destroy the harvest that God has for you. So, and... You'll never get any truth from the enemy because he's the father of lies. And that's all he knows is lies. There's no truth in him. John 8, 44. Mm. So I guess the question I could ask today is, what's our reality? Today, what's our reality? Is it fear or is it faith? Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So devour it. Joshua 1, 8 tells us to meditate on the word day and night. Meditate. We need to speak his promises. Speak them. Speak them. If God says, if I'm going through, let's um, say my body isn't operating the way that God intended it to operate, then I need to know that I know that I know that I know that by his stripes, I am healed. I'm healed. It's done. It was done. It's done right now. And in the future, it's done. That does not change. Healed I am and healed I remain. And, but I need, I need to speak that word over me. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I am healed. It's done. There's nothing more that can be done. God cannot do anything more. 
He's done it all. So we speak his promises, we speak his word, and we display his love. Not only for others, but for ourselves. You need to love yourself. You need to be good to yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. There is a balance in it. And if we're questioning the balance, just get back in. That's what I need to do. Guard what comes out of your mouth for out of the abundance of the heart. So what you're putting into your heart is going to come out of your mouth. We need to remain steadfast and true to him and him only. Steadfast, immovable, strong in his power and his might. I'm not strong in myself, but the power of God, his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And I got no problem telling God daily I'm weak, so please strengthen me. Not a problem. And we need to pray. We need to pray believing this word. We need to speak this word in prayer. And know that when we speak the word, because it doesn't return unto him void, it goes out and it does that which he intended and pur- intended and purpose from the very beginning of time to do for us will be done. And we, yes, we need to hearken the angels to go forth. Take this word. We have an issue in finances. We have an issue in health. Challenged with in the family relationships. The answers are here. And he does have a word for every situation. So when you don't know, please, God, give me your wisdom and insight to what's taking place right now. Because it absolutely makes no sense to me. And I need that wisdom. Whether I stand still or go forward or what you want me to do. And it's available. Liberally, he gives. If you ask, but if I don't open my mouth and ask, I'm not going to get anything. Am I, am I expecting, well, God, you did it all, so you know what I need. You know everything about me. But part of the fellowship is conversing with him. Part of the fellowship is, okay, Lord, I'm not sure about this, or Lord, I know you were there, but it sure didn't. You were there, though. So what happened? Sometimes these answers, sometimes it doesn't come till later. But there, 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 is an, there is an answer whether it's no or yes. He will answer us. So with prayer. So in all that, I think I'm, there, there are scriptures, excuse me, regarding fear. And, and I found in this, that I think they said there's 365 scriptures on fear. Fear not, fear not, fear not. Uh, just a couple. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. 
Deuteronomy 31.6. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Isaiah 41.10. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. I just thought that was so neat. He'll hold my right hand. He'll hold my hand. Contact. He'll hold my right hand. And he'll, he'll help me. Well, if he's holding my hand, he's definitely going to help me. <laughs> Isaiah 41, 13. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Psalm 27, 1. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. That is Psalm 55, 22. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear for what can man do to me. Psalm 118.6. The fear of man brings a snare. It definitely does. But whosoever, whoever trusts in the Lord, shall be safe. Pretty cool. Proverbs 29.25. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Mark 5.36. Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything. And I like repeating this one because John, 1 John four eighteen again, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Know you're growing, though. Know that you're growing. You know he loves you. Know that you're growing in that love. And that love will take you to places that you never thought you could go. It, it will just take you to places and you'll do things that you never thought you would do. Never. And that's what he wants to do. I've heard Pastor Paul say, take your dreams off the shelf. Pick them up again. It's a dream. But he wants to be in the center of it. Guaranteed it's going to work if he's in the center of it. And if it's his dream for you, he makes provision for it. You'll have need or lack of nothing because that's who he is. And the last scripture I have here Revelation 1.17, he laid his right hand on me. He laid his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. He laid his right hand on you. Do not be afraid. So we need to say within the kingdom, Within the word, stay within him, because it's in him we live and move and have our being. You'll find it nowhere else. 
so why bother looking? He's, he's an awesome God. Father, I just thank you for the opportunity you gave me tonight to bring forth your word. Thank you, Lord, that the hearts were open and receptive to receive that which they needed from you tonight, Lord. Thank you for wisdom and insight for each and every person here tonight that needs it for the situations they find themselves in. And may they know that peace that passes all understanding that mounts guard over their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. May their eyes be opened and their ears unstopped so that they would see and hear what the Spirit of God is saying in these days to them. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. So as we lift our concerns to you, Lord, and leave them with you, we know that they're taken care of. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Thank you that you're on the throne and you know everything that's going on. Thank you, Lord, that our callings are clear and that we know what you would have us to do for you and for the extension of your kingdom here on earth. Thank you, Lord. We, we cut off fear from our lives tonight. And we, our faith rises within us. And we walk that faith out with you daily. We are persuaded that you are God, that you are alive and you are real today. You do not change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You make a way where there doesn't seem to be any way. You're powerful. You've given us that authority to take over every situation. And we place the enemy under our feet where he belongs. Holy Spirit, have free reign in our lives to do that which needs to be done. So we find ourselves in that place that God would have us be. And he's the only one that really knows. There's nothing that he doesn't know about us. And he brings us to the place that he knows and sees we already are in him. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor. And we're grateful. Our hearts are grateful tonight that we know you. And that we're yours. And our hearts are grateful for the opportunity you're giving us to minister unto others in need. May each and every one in this place know that their testimony will be used by God to bring someone else into the kingdom. That nothing or no one is of little importance. That we are the same. We know Jesus. We are the same. We have different callings, different gifts. The gifts operate as they're needed. 
and your callings go forth from us as you would have them go forth. For we know, Lord, that any ministry or calling that is not of you right now in the name of Jesus falls, has no place. It will not rise up because it needs to be of you. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for all that you're doing, that you're strengthening us. That for the situations that people find themselves in, that they've been in for a long time. And maybe there's days that they get really tired, Lord. Strengthen them as only you can strengthen them. Speak to their hearts. Reveal to them what is required at this time in their lives. Thank you, Lord, that the heart that is open to you, the heart that wants to know you will do all that you've called them to do because that's the passion. May our passion come alive again within us for Jesus Christ, for what he's done for us and what he can do for others. May we be bold. May we be bold, Lord, as we've never been bold before. And may we declare your goodness. May we declare the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ freely, no matter where we are, Lord. And may nothing else matter except Jesus in our lives. To bring you glory, to bring you honor, to bring you praise, Lord. Amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.